0: Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so, whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today on the podcast, we continue working through our series on starting a life group. And today we're going to be talking about a really good topic. But before I get to that, um, a quick shout out. Um, we talked about, Mike, how we had this new sponsor of Replicate. Yes, uh, pretty deal. pretty cool. Yep. I know, right? Uh, now, again, Replicate is the outward facing uh, ministry of Long Hollow that is uh, taking what we do at Long Hollow with groups, with discipleship, and trains churches nationwide wide what's been fun mike is you and i through this podcast have gotten connected with some guys that have emailed us uh ryan james and cody alvarez love both of those guys uh and and they just they talked about they've asked questions they've connected with us and they're actually now in our network and so really fun i'm actually after this stepping on uh and hanging out with cody some um in the network and so uh shout out to those guys um And so, super thankful for them and just uh, what they're doing at their churches as they're implementing what we're doing here. Um, So that was really cool. Uh, But we let's go ahead and get into today's topic uh, because we are continuing to talk about how to start a life group. Our life group definition is a life-changing community where you can belong, believe, and become. Today, what's our topic, Mike? What are we tackling?
1: Well, we're tackling the third B. So like good southern the killer baptists, bees. <laughs> like good southern baptists, we have everything alliterated. Uh, so that's in right. the last couple of episodes, you know, we talked about how to help people belong in your group, you know, how they're going to believe. Uh, today we're talking about becoming. So this is the third component of our strategy. And we're going to talk about how to help people become who God designed them to be. So that's like the ultimate goal of life groups at Long Hollow. Um, So Vic, help us understand what are a few things that we need to foster to create an environment where people can become who God designed them to be?
0: Yeah, no, I think the environment you set up as a leader is huge here. Um, Obviously, we know that, you know, that Jesus and his Holy Spirit, that's the person who's going to bring the growth. That's who is actually creating the life change and helping people become who God designed them to be. But there's going to be things that you do as a group leader that are going to facilitate that, to foster an environment where that happens. And I think it starts with, as a leader, your mentality. You need an empowering people mentality. And what that means is that you believe that every person in your group has a gift. They have a skill, a passion that God has given um, them. As we see Ephesians 2.10, they are his workmanship. And so you believe that that's inside of every person, um, that they they have gifts and that they need to use those. And so uh, a simple phrase to think through is um, that your life group is not a group of people with a gifted leader, but is a leader with a group of gifted people. That's good. And I think that switch, that flip of man, I am, I'm, you know, I'm gifted. God's given me this. This is the responsibility I have. I need to put all of it on my shoulders, and I need to lead. Is is just not? That's not the way uh, that the church is called to operate, and in, in community. It, instead, it is man. I need to serve my group, and I need to the gifts that they have. I need to speak life into them and help them use it. And it's, so that empowering people mentality is, is a, is the great starting point. I think that's the first place you got to start.
1: It's really interesting about that, Vic, because we have a tendency to think that it'll just be easier if I do it all myself. And there's a lot of truth in that statement. Cause sometimes it is easier yeah. to just do it yourself. You can make sure it gets done exactly the way you want, but right. when we're actually leading people and we're helping them to become, we're doing them a disservice by not allowing and empowering them to participate uh, in the leadership of the group, and the life of the group, to delegate yeah. things to them and let them participate. Uh, it is harder as a leader to delegate, but it's how they're going to become.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what you, you know. So the mentality is it's not going to be all of me. I'm going to. And we think delegate. Don't think delegate is not about dumping tasks. It's about developing people. I'm going to let take stuff off my plate, give it to other people because I want them to grow in and um, in, in talking about the word or in prayer or in leadership, whatever that may be. And so if that's the mentality, I think the second piece that you've got to do is you got your group's expectation. And this is what we're kind of hinting at is that you want your people to know that you don't want them to just come to receive, but to participate. You want them to really understand that, hey, the group is better when you're involved. And so you want to encourage that from your people is there's an expectation for them to participate. And then lastly, you want to create opportunities. You want to create those, those places, those spaces where people can use their time, talent, and resources. Um, and we, we're going to talk more about that next week and some roles that you can have in your group, but that, that's a big piece of it. Um, and then also you want to create a place where they can go deeper in the word and in the relationships with their people. So believe is encountering Jesus through his word and his people, but come is man growing in that. Um, and, you know, a, you know, shocker, um, in case you didn't know this, but what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, the answer to that is D group, right? Yes. And so, um, but before we talk about that, uh, you know, again, we mentioned on the front end of Cody and Ryan and how they've joined our network. Um, and so if you are a church leader who's trying uh, to implement some of these principles, uh, we really believe that the network's a great place uh, for you to do that. We'd love to help you. And here's just a little bit of my story and how uh, the network and Replicate has helped me. Three years ago, I was a group's pastor and was frustrated because though I had a passion for discipleship, I didn't know how to create a simple, effective strategy to help my people make disciples. In October 2017, I met Replicate Ministries and can honestly say it changed the trajectory of my life and our church. Fast forward to today, I serve with Replicate and we've launched a new training platform that has become the heartbeat of our community, the Replicate Network. This connects you with our Replicate team and like-minded church leaders across the country. Our team provides exclusive training that is practical and relevant every single week. So if you need a coach and a support system to help you lead your disciple-making movement, join me and our team in our growing community at replicatenetwork.com. So, Mike, as we continue through this episode, the second question that we really want to tackle is uh, Can you share with us? We talked about how D Group is the place, it's the primary place for people to become who God designed them to be. But can you explain how D Group is different than Life Group and how the D Group really is that become step? Why it's crucial for your Life Group members to experience that?
1: You know, that's a great question, Vic. Because there are some pretty obvious differences between the life group and the D group, uh, and you know, some of them is just that. You know, we say the life group is a community where you can belong, believe, and become. Um, the D group is more of a time-stamped, kind of gender-specific, closed group that meets for this period of um, accelerated spiritual growth. So. Uh, the life group's going to go through um, sermon-based curriculum or you know, whatever the curriculum the leader has decided to use. Um, but the, the D group is going to adopt a reading plan. So we use the F-260 reading plan here. There's a, there's a whole Bible and a New Testament version of it. Uh, they're going to read through that reading plan. They're going to journal about what they're reading. They're going to memorize scripture together. They're going to pray together. They're going to hold each other accountable. Again, it's this time of accelerated spiritual growth. The life group is for the new believer, uh, the non-believer, or the mature believer, whereas the D group is composed exclusively of believers. Uh, The size varies. So the life groups typically, you know, it can vary, but it's about 10 to 20 people, uh, whereas the D group is three to five max, including the leader. Um, So Mm -hmm. there there are some differences there in the makeup of the group and the function of the group. But... Really, I think what we need to understand, and this is what helps us understand why we need both, is the purpose of the group. Yes. So with the life group, the purpose of that life group is to connect people into life-changing community. For a lot of people, Mm. for a lot of non-believers, this is their entryway into life-changing community and eventually meeting Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So yeah. in this environment, yes, people are going to grow spiritually in the life group. Uh, you know, there is going to be tr- life change, and you know, we call it life-changing community. But this is kind of the on-ramp for everybody to start experiencing life-changing community. But then inside that life group, we take it a step further in the discipleship group. Again, the the key is the accelerated spiritual growth. We're going to be very intentional. We're going to be very focused in that time to where uh, people, you know, this is what we're talking about. This is how people become who God is calling them to be. And we view that D group uh, as really the, so the life group leader needs to understand that that D group is their primary leadership development plan. So if you, if that leader wants to develop more yeah, leaders like in the group that's and that's what a leader should be doing, right? We should be develop you know a leader develops more leaders not just more followers. So essentially this is how Um, a leader invests and helps people become, so some people are going to be ready for the D group and some people aren't. And that's okay because the D group's not going to be for everybody because everybody in that group is going to be at a different point in their spiritual growth. Um, so it's, this isn't something you're not guilting anybody to be in the D group. You're not trying to shame them. Uh, you're looking for people of faith, um, that can take that next step and start, um, growing in that D group. So Vic, it's time to get practical. You ready? Yes. I'm hoping so. All right. <laughs> I'm going to throw something at you. I want to see what you think. I have a life group, right, of about 15 people. We've okay. been meeting for about uh, let's say six months. We've been meeting together. We have new people coming in regularly, uh, and you know some are faithful but none of them are in a D group yet. How do I right. get, so those people that I think I really believe, you know, they're showing signs of faithfulness. They're really invested in the group. How do I get them started in a D group?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, so I love the way that you said that there's faithful people in there. Cause I think that's super important. The D group is not something that we want to force upon somebody and just say, man, you've got to get in it. Like, selecting the right people is a huge part of getting people in D groups. And that looks different. Like um, I tell people all the time when they start a life group. So if you're starting a life group right now, don't feel the pressure to jump into and do a D group immediately. And so I've heard of people want to do both, but I'm like, man, start your life group. Now start your D group in six months from now, because right now, if you do it together, you're probably going to pick people who aren't in that life group with you. And then there's going to be faithful people who come to your group over time. And then you're going to be like, man, I, uh, I I wish that I'd done a D group with these guys. And so like, it really helps like start life group. And as people become faithful, then you move into D group. Um, I think practically though, as you look at how do you do that? Um, you want to know, man, uh, who, who is in a D group? Who's not assuming nobody's there. Start with yourself. Are you at a place where you can be in a D group? And I want to, uh, I want to speak to this. We really encourage you to be in both groups, um, but we realize there's seasons in time where that's not possible, especially when you're leading, um, in a group. We know that sometimes it's, man, this is not a good season for me to do both. We want you, when, as you look over the span of a few years, we hope that you've been in both, um, and that you're getting that experience. Um, and so, but there's certain times where maybe you're not able to, but assuming that you are, man, start your own group, but do it after you've, uh, spent some time with these people, seeing it. They're faithful to the life group um, and you invite those people in. Um, And so then, you know, let's say you're not, let's say, or let's say you're already in a D group and you want, you see people who are faithful, but you need a D group to start. Look and say, man, who is that? Who has that natural leadership or somebody that's been super faithful um, that you feel like, man, I really think they would do great with a group and would take it serious, would lead it well. And pull them aside and have that conversation and say, Hey, have you ever considered about doing a D group, starting a D group? Um, And so we have a ton of resources that our church offers. um, And it's really takes a lot of intimidation out of it, but I, I really could see you doing this, you know, and tell them, like, I think of this person and you call out the names that you think are faithful in your life group. And you say, have you thought about talking with them and starting a D group? Yeah. And I think that's a huge piece to get going, especially, too, if you're a guy, for instance, and you're doing one, but there's no girl D group going, you know, you're going to have to have that type of conversation because I can't lead a girls D group. And <laughs> I know that's a shocker, Mike. That uh, would be weird. <laughs> um I think a couple of they periodically talking about it. I think is big uh, using the illustrations to it. Uh, we're going to in our curriculum reference it, uh, you know, uh, regularly. And so talking about that as potential action steps of man, I need to grow my faith. Consider doing a D group, uh, and then with all of this, uh, and we'll put the show, uh, the link in the show notes. If you're interested and said, man, I want to start a D group, all you have to do is go to this this quick sign up here this interest form that just says hey i want more information about that it's basically just let our staff know and then we're gonna help you it's not it now we're gonna help you with your ministry we're gonna say hey here's some things that we recommend here's what we would do this is how you get started we're gonna take all the intimidation out of it um but it's just as simple as just saying i really think this d group idea is cool i would be interested
1: in that yeah and so i think those are just some practical stuff would you add anything to it mike so I would, so things that I, um, would recommend if, when you're inviting someone into that D group experience with you, so let's say in this scenario, you're the leader and you've identified, you know, three or four guys or three or four ladies, um, and you want to invite them into the group. The best way to do that is a one-on-one conversation individually. Yeah. Uh, if. If the discipleship process is a part of your normal rhythm, it will naturally become a part of the group's normal rhythm. I, mm. What I mean by that is is you can't expect to not be in discipleship, make an announcement every three months about, hey, you guys need to be in discipleship. And then never come back to it. But like what you were talking about, how it's a regular part of your discussion because it's a regular part of your life. It's not like this yeah, foreign concept that the church says we need to be in discipleship. You know, let me know if anybody wants to try it out, uh, and we can you know, see how it works. Uh, you're never going to get anybody to do it that way. It has to be very intentional because the D group time, well, the life group time is too. I'm not discounting the life group time and intentionality, but with the D group, it's the the same if not more where we have to be very intentional because it is a higher expectation. Uh, There's a higher um, standard of commitment to the D group. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're doing that, have that one-on-one conversation and then always approach it from an idea of, uh, I think you said it earlier, empowering people. We're not trying oh. to guilt them into doing it because the church says we are doing it was like, hey, I really see a lot in you and I would like to invest in you more. Would you do this time with me for the next 12 to 18 months? And here's what we're going to do. Uh, and then the resources right. you were talking about, you know, it can be intimidating because some people approach this and be like, well, you know, I've kind of I've heard about it a little bit, but I'm not really sure how it works or what to do. Mm. We have developed resources that walk you through every step of the way for those first four right. weeks of the group that will, that will make it, um, I hesitate to use the term easier, Vic, because I don't know <laughs> that the process, I don't know that we can say the process is easy because it's not, yeah. um, but it does set you up for success in terms of actually launching that group and doing it well. Yeah,
0: no, that's really good. And so as we finish all those resources, if you're a Long Hollow group leader, you can go to longhollow.com slash group resources. That's links in the show notes, as well as if you're a church pastor um, who's trying to figure out how to do something like this in your church, you can go to the uh, the resource below for Replicate. And we have discipleship resources for your group, your home, and your church. And it actually starts with a D group starter guide that's going to help you. And so hopefully that those resources are going to to take what we're talking about today and help you put it into practice uh, wherever you are making disciples in your life currently. And lastly, uh, subscribe and leave us a review. We're so thankful for you and the ministry that you're doing as you make disciples, whether that be in your group, your home, or your church.